Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. We're back after a short Christmas break there. It's January 6th. I'm Zach. We got the OG crew here. No guests, just a straight up episode. How's it going, boys? How was the break? You know, good. We got, got to see some snow at least out in Ohio. Had about had about a foot of snow for a little while before I flew out to uh, out to Seattle. Had a little white Christmas. How was your guys' Christmas? Good. That was good. Had a couple short weeks, Christmas week and then New Year's week. So that was really nice. And now we're back to a, a full fledged week. And uh, I feel like tomorrow should be Friday, but it's not. So <laughs> yeah, I went back home, saw the family, and then went skiing for like a week and realized how damn cold it is in Quebec compared to Toronto, where I am now. And uh, Happy, couldn't handle it anymore. But now Montreal apparently has a curfew. That's the big thing now. Oh, really? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, it, it's all cold up there. Heck, it's cold in Seattle where I'm at right now. I can't deal with the cold. I always said, I don't know why people chose to live here. I was telling my father, like, why here? He could have lived anywhere. <laughs> is the curfew, like, political or what? Yeah, the curfew is all political, it seems. Well, like, the mayor of montreal and the premier who's like our governor essentially he's like mm-hmm. refusing to close anything and he's like the schools must stay open but then the government just keeps being like nope you're shutting it down yeah i don't even want to talk about politics right now with uh, what's happening today right now down at washington dc yeah, and, yeah I mean, that's a topic for another time but it's above our heads <laughs> My two cents about it is a fucking joke, whatever way you want to look, put it or look at it. Yeah, it's crazy it's on both sides. So, yeah. so no normal people are doing that. So, yeah, the project I'm on right now is the Capitol. Well, it's right next to the Capitol building of Oregon, which is in Salem. Um, oh. And there's tons of protesters down there today, and some fights breaking out. I heard and. Uh, whatever i think it's absurd that people are trying to make 2021 worse than 2020 <laughs> i know a hot start why yeah. can't why can't people just even if you don't like something that someone does just fucking shut up about it like don't you don't need to start some commotion you know i know right just let people live their life it's not that complicating it's really not I, at the end of the day like who really gives a fuck that's true. How much does it actually affect anyone's day-to-day life? Like, not at all. Right. So, whatever. It is what it is, but it's all kind of a, a blown out of proportion, I think. And it just hasn't settled back down to reality yet. Yeah. Going from one negative to another, into the golf world a little, Nolan, I know you've probably, I don't know if you've watched it or not, the Tiger Woods documentary. I officially tweeted out that from the back tease is uh, not – for is boycotting HBO. Right, yeah. Comes out this weekend, I think. At least, uh, I think they're splitting it into two episodes, maybe. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see if uh, I need to watch it for um, work-related reasons or not. But 
like you were saying, there has been a lot of negative energy surrounding um, the people we're talking about who have been able to at least see some of the early footage of it. Um, a lot of um, professional golf writers, I will say, because um, apparently we aren't professional. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It, everyone's saying it's a lot about um, all the negatives in his life, all the um, scandals and whatnot in his personal life. And there's interviews from his mistresses and whatnot. So um, not a lot of golf is what I'm hearing um, from it. And I know for one thing, Tiger had absolutely zero input on uh, the documentary. So it's not quite like a, a last dance MJ documentary. Um, I have a feeling those one similar to that will be coming down the line for Tiger um, where we get to see a, I mean, a full breadth of what his life has been like, you know, there's, there's been negatives. There's been positives. We all know. Um, and to only focus on half of it is a little, I don't know. A lot of people are taking offense to that and boycotting by not even watching. So it'll be interesting how the ratings turn out. Reed, what are your thoughts on this and uh, how they're going about it? I mean, look, I, I, I'm kind of in the same aspect as Nolan here where I don't, I don't necessarily like that they're just focusing on one thing. They're just focusing on the negative because I think with anything in life, you have to weigh a negative and a positive. positive. If you're only given a negative, then you can't really make a judgment about whatever you're making a judgment about. But um, that being said, I think that there's a lot of media portrayal on this to where they can kind of do what they want since they're making it. And so they can kind of do make it how they want to make it. And it, it, it's kind of shitty in, in a way because especially with Nolan just saying that he has no say in anything, then like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to back yourself if something's completely wrong or completely misjudged or some, something was said and taken the completely wrong way or whatever. There's so many things come into that kind of aspect that, I mean, Will I watch it? Probably yes. Will I take a lot of it and put it in my memory bank? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. I think a lot of people, this has been, I mean, this whole Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods career has been so long. He's been around for, for so many years. Um, people have been able to process this over, you know, real time over the years and have formed their own opinions of Tiger. Um, whether they're good opinions, bad opinions, mixed opinions, I don't necessarily see this changing the opinions of people who already know Tiger enough and, you know, know the details of a lot of what, what happened back in those years. And um, I don't see many opinions changing for those sort of people. It might unfortunately cause a casual fan to um, maybe dislike him more. So we'll see see how that changes but you know what tiger woods is the needle that's all <laughs> that's all um I mean, that's really showing me if you go back to it now i'm not gonna what the whole thing that came out about tiger woods years ago 
Uh, it's funny, I was actually going to school at UCF, um, playing golf there, right where it all happened at Alworth and whatnot. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I mean, sure, that all happened. The scandal happened, and all this crap happened, all the media about him. But, like, this guy has probably moved any – if you get, if you look at any sport in the world, this guy has probably had the most impact on his sport that anyone's ever had. So if you if you look at it from just a golf standpoint and, and take his personal life out of it and just a sport sports movement type of thing, like how how can you rag on the guy? I mean, I get there's personal life stuff with it, I get it. But if you're watching a golf tournament, how do you rag on a guy that's moved what you're watching so much? Like he's changed everything and he's actually brought it back to being pretty relative. I mean, how many people do you see tweeting about the Masters or posting about the Masters, the U.S. Open or the FedEx playoffs? Or, I mean, it's just – it's growing, and I think that you have to thank him for that, and, and, and I think that documentary should do some part of that, and it probably won't. Yeah, the thing I don't get, it's like – it's advertised as a sports documentary. Tiger Woods, no one likes the guy. Well, maybe I'm speaking in a term, maybe some people do, but I feel like people don't really like him for uh, – his love life and his personality people like him because he's the best golfer and so dominant so why don't they just make it about that it was like tmz doing a documentary thing but this is why i am boycotting hbo (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you do some looking into tiger's history it's it stems from his upbringing and you know being being homeschooled basically um, not having a lot of social interaction as a kid. He never really learned those social skills that um, I remember his teammates at Stanford saying they went to a party like his freshman year and he was the most awkward kid you could ever meet. And But at the same time, all these girls are flocking to him because he's a really good looking dude. And they already knew at that time he was going to make a lot of money and be this icon that um he essentially didn't know how to react to a lot of those situations and i wonder if it'll go into some of those specifics at all of um why he is the way he is um but it, yeah there hasn't been a lot of good positive outbreak from what people have seen already yeah moving on to uh, unless you had something else to read to add I was just gonna say I'll be looking forward to seeing what it's what it what it, what it has I me. Mean, I'll definitely watch it. Um, yeah. Like I said, will I take it into my memory bank or not? We'll see how good of a job it does. Yeah. Moving on to another thing that's sort of in the golf news, the PGA Tour released this list of their top thirty projected FedEx Cup rankings for the end of the year for next year, based on their shot tracker data and all this. I don't know if you guys saw it. I sent it to you a little bit if you had a chance to look over it, if there was anything surprising that came out to you. I'm going to start first. And the craziest thing to me is that they have Brooks Kepka finishing 26th and Adam Long finishing 25th. No disrespect to Adam Long, but I will take that bet. Yeah, that, that was one that stood out to me too. I was like, Adam Long, 25th. Wow, okay. Um, some of the other ones that stood out and – I guess you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt because there's already been some tournaments this year and certain guys on this list have already won. So that 
already kind of slides them up the ladder a bit. Like for example, uh, Kokrak, um, they have him at number 20. He's already won this year, obviously. So that's a huge chunk of points that will keep him up there for a while. Like back when Tiger won the Masters, he was playing terrible besides winning the Masters. Um, and it kept him, kept him around in the FedEx Cup standings for a while um they really like harris english a lot of people do he's got four top tens already this year so again that shows why he's already up there but they put him at six in the fedex cup standings um and you got guys like webb simpson roy mcelroy patrick cantley hovland reed finau berger who i really like are all behind harris uh, I'm going to go all the way down. I know it's the very bottom of the list, but I'm going to go all the way down to 30th. Uh, Brian Harmon was interesting to me. Like, as someone you really don't hear about a whole lot. You know what I mean? A lot of the, Most of the other guys, you know, over the last year and a half or two, they've popped up a little bit, even Cam Smith or whoever. But uh, Brian Harmon, I think that's a sneaky good choice in there. Um I think he definitely has the type of game to play on a lot of these courses. Um, he doesn't hit it a long way, but he's very, very crafty. Um, but I think it was – I mean, I, I think it – it's so hard to tell because golf's so hot and cold. But, um, you know, it would be interesting to see what some of these people do, like Adam Long. Um, you know, a lot of guys with potential that are – Three, four years, three, sorry, three, four years into the PGA Tour now, and maybe it's starting to bloom. I think, I think it could be a blooming year for some of those guys. Colin Morikawa, what's he going to do this year? Is he going to, you know, make a run to the top of the FedEx? Who knows? Um, I think time will tell. Victor Hobble, another one. I mean, when we're only waiting for his, his very best. I mean, we all know he's very good, but uh, is he going to pop off and make a run to the FedEx? Who knows? Yeah. yeah what do you guys think top five? Top top five, I thought was the most chalkiest <laughs> top yeah. five, right? I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Zach? I I looked well, at I that and I was like, exactly. yeah, that's probably the probably the top five. <laughs> I think if I would have any changes, maybe I'd put Xander at six and Rory at four, just because yeah. Xander hasn't won too much, you know. But I mean, like Reed said, Reed picks him every single week, and the guy finishes top five like every single week. So I feel like yeah. it's a matter of time till he wins like three events in a row and everyone's like, oh, well, there it is. Mm-hmm. Did it, but, uh, I think he just tested positive over at uh, the term, Hawaii, Hawaii tournament. Am I correct? Nolan, you're the coach. Uh, who's Xander? Know. Yeah. Uh, someone tested positive. Xander. Um, and someone's like barely making it. Um, someone, yeah, Xander. Seven days before Christmas, so I think he is cleared by today or something. Okay, but I think someone tested positive, didn't they? I don't think he did, but maybe you're right. Anyhow, it, it, was, it was rumblings I heard. I was out, out at the golf course today up in Seattle playing some golf. 
Uh, by the way, your boy picked up uh, a random set of clubs and went and fired even par 72. Oh, you're such an asshole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Talking about, well, did you see Max Homa tweeted out, do you consider a five over par a good golfer? And I'm just thinking like, wow, that's a very good golfer. But maybe Nolan and Reed, you have a different opinion. Is a five over par considered a good golfer? It's I would probably good, absolutely. Yeah, they're probably like top 10% golfer in the world. Right. I think way better than that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I was being kind of, I think even, um, I don't know, conservative there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think you go from good to very good when you start getting your average number around 72, 73. And I think anything when you start averaging, maybe not even 73, 72, 71. You know, 71 and a half. The minute you start getting your average down to 70, 70.5, 71, somewhere in there, I think you start becoming very good. And that's when you start seeing your plus three, five handicappers. You know what's funny to me? And I'm going to go off on a little sideways uh, rant. I mean, you guys can peg me off however you want. But when people ask what your handicap is, everyone has such a mis. They, they don't understand that it doesn't that means something different than most people think no one do you know what the handicap deal is um i you know how i know i know it's like a well i don't i guess i'm not sure what you're getting at i i know how the <laughs> handicap i've had a handicap before if someone says I, handicap do you know how you get? You know how you get that ten handicap? Uh, like, yeah, I know. In, it's... The, in the computer, they hold your last. I think it's thirty rounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they take your rounds and equate it to the the number of uh, differential and the rating of the golf course you played that day and your score, and average amount. And then they take there's other certain accounts into it. Um. But it's funny because I don't think people understand, like, a 10 handicap actually means your average score is probably more than 10 over or 10 over-ish, depending where the, where the you know, rating of the golf course is. That makes sense? Right. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's definitely not a direct, like, correlation stroke-wise, which yeah. some people probably get misconstrued. Yeah. So, I, I, don't know, I just thought that was funny. I've always kind of thought that, and I uh, – Definitely just rambled on that, but interesting to say. No, is uh, it actually brought up something I saw the other day of um, I can't remember who tweeted it out, but some some genius because they thought of it. Um, you know, someone's probably thought of it before, but this one went viral. Um, and it was after after a golf tournament we should have because of like the lack of fans right now on the Monday after they finish on Sunday, we should have like two groups, two foursomes of your everyday golfers ranging from like a plus handicap, like maybe a plus three handicap, someone who's really freaking good all the way to like a plus 15. I'll go play the course and like televise that and see how they do. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Like so maybe like, Maybe like the the amateur cha uh, champions in each division of each senior and city amateur, some something like that. Yeah, 
yeah, you can keep it keep it local and yeah it'd be pretty fun that. to watch I, I would watch that for sure and i was like come on pj tour like do something <laughs> like keep poking them <laughs> well um, uh, before i guess before we go to a little break here let's preview the century tournament of champions always an event i like because you get all the best players in the world playing it out in hawaii great course i feel like it's broadcasted pretty well a lot of these courses a lot of these events the pj tour does a okay job broadcasting this one i feel like you get some good coverage i think you yeah. get shock tracker nolan am i right about that i think so thank goodness but thank god shock tracker's back because that's the absolute worst so uh reed you've played at this course what what do you know about it oh, i mean it's just a it's a hawaii golf course a lot of elevation change um but my pick is the Sungjae M. Nice. No I like that. I like Sungjae. Um, remember, it is a limited field this week. Obviously, yeah. they they did expand it a little than normal because um, there was less winners last year. So they brought in like the guys who made the Tour Championship and all that. Um, there's a couple guys I really like. I really like Daniel Berger, um, but I I think I'm gonna go with a guy who I think will finally win this year, and I'm gonna go with Tony Fee now. <laughs> Just kind of figure it out and uh, get a win here. Maybe he likes tropical environments. Wow, and uh, my pick here. This one, this one, we actually spoke about him a little bit like a month ago when Nolan mentioned who leads the tour in strokes game this year, it's Webb Simpson. He comes yeah. into the event first in strokes game putting second in strokes gained approach fourth in proximity from hundred to 125 yards, which is like key at this course. I feel like he seems to always find that one win early in the season and then sort of cruise along and then finish like top 10 in the FedEx. So I really love Webb here. And then uh, I want to hear a couple long shots. So we'll change up the order a little bit, Nolan, if you got one ready. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of the guys since the limited field are all really good. So I, I mean, you don't get your usual crazy long shots. Um, so I think I'm going to go with that again. I, I feel like you can call him a long shot, but I'm going to go to Scotty Scheffler. Uh, he's going to get a win here. Um, not not crazy crazy about what he's done lately, but he, um, I'm sure, has put in a lot of work um, being off for a while. So usually those young guys do, and um, it's probably about time that another one, another one of the young guys cracks through. So. I want to get my long shot in before Reed because I have a feeling he might steal it from me because I know how much he likes him. The Canadian, Mackenzie Hughes. Mm-hmm. I feel like Reed was like all over that pick, so I just had to. I was thinking about was not it, but I was that was definitely in in the boat in, in the in the running. Yeah, I think Hughes has a huge breakout year. I think he's going to end up being the top Canadian in the world by year's end. I mean, the guy was money to finish off the season. You see, he's great under pressure. He made those putts to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. My guy. Big predictions there. That's not, not a bad one at all. Um, I'm going to 
I'm going to go with Aussie here. Cam Smith. Um, I think Cam is uh, – I think he's a good enough player, and I think he's sneaky good. Like, I think he's kind of one of those players, when you see him on a leaderboard, like you see his name sometimes, but you don't really stop and look at it and look at his scorecards. But if you go back and look at his number, he's he is so steady and does not make a whole lot of bogeys that when – he gets the putter out and makes a couple birdies or stuffs a few irons in there. I think he can get get the job done, especially out uh, out at the century this week where there's a lot of opportunity to make some make some good numbers. Yeah, yeah, Zach. If you go back to the the machine top thirty, you got Mackenzie Hughes at twenty nine, but Corey Connors is all the way down uh, at sixteen. So I know. Well, Corey Connors, I'm still convinced is going to be the number one player in the world if he can learn <laughs> how to make five footers. He's like the ranks of putters. It's actually amazing. If you look at the top putters in the world, it's like 200 guys who are all like pretty good. And then you have Benny Ann, Luke List, and Corey Connors who are like so far behind in every single tournament. There is the craziest stat on Corey Connors that up until it may have been the Masters, he had come top 15 at every single event he's played in when he's been above the field in putting. That's crazy. It's like impossible. He's like freakishly good at every other part of the game. But something else, you know, because I keep looking at this list is why the heck is Colin Morikawa not on this? I know. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the, he's he's so the good. A major, no respect. You got Matt Wolf. You got Victor Hovland. Um, who else? I guess not. Like, I mean. Neiman's on here, who's another pretty good young guy. Answers on here, good young guy. Um, but no, no respect to the uh, major champion, Colin Marikawa. Yeah, absolutely no respect. But before we go back for the second half of the show, it's going to be a bit of a shorter show because there's not too much to talk about as there hasn't been golf for like it's been like a month now, right? Eh? But let's get to our uh, sponsors. I know Nolan. We have a new sponsor for the website, a new banner ad going up. So, Yeah, through True Linksware up there. We've always done reviews for True Linksware. Um, they're an awesome shoe company out of Tacoma, Washington, of all places, too. Um, so get your, uh, get your discount there on – it's right on our banner website uh, ad, and it's Stadium 10, I believe, is your discount there for 10% off your first purchase. So check them out. And as always, we are continuing our partnership with Sticks Golf. Check them out at sticks.golf, S-T-I-X dot golf. Um, again, if you haven't been listening in the past, uh, they're super um, new, up-and-coming golf equipment brand. Um, they kind of fit right in between uh, your higher end stuff and your like dick sporting goods, like kind of trashy clubs that, you know, you might get for your, your kids or something, but, um, they're really, I, I got the chance to try them out. They're, they're way better than I ever expected. Um, and they're sweet black matte black finish. Um, they're going to look good in, in your bag. So give them a, Give them a try. Um, we've got 
uh, promo running with them as well. Stadium 99 will get you a nice discount. Check them out as well. Man, I might have, I'm actually looking at some new irons. I might have to get me some of those. They were pretty sweet. And they're, uh, they've got new stuff coming out this, uh, this coming year. Uh, I won't break any news for them, but they're going to start doing a little more custom, customization for guys like Reed, who uh, probably don't need their stock stuff. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. They're, they're, especially for taller people too. Like you got in different shaft lengths, and it's nice. It's nice not to have to put a plug in the end of a shaft, and you know they just cut it to length or whatever. But yeah, uh, thanks, Nolan. Uh, TD Design, Tommy Dodge Design out in California. Um, does any custom design you want? Go to his website. He sells product on his website that he's already designed. Or uh, some pretty cool T-shirts, actually. They have some neat designs, uh, tddesign.com. Or if you want anything just regularly, you know, you're thinking of, oh, I'd like the jacket with this kind of hood on it, you can probably make it happen. Uh, reach out to him, Tommy Dodge Design out in California. Uh, surf and Turf Golf uh, out of Texas. Um, always repping the fresh game and the hat wear. Uh, fresh designs using some surf and uh, surf and golf designs, if you will, um, creating some different color schemes, whatnot. Uh, find anything you like, throw it in the shopping cart. Read Martin 10 is your discount 10% off your, uh, your next uh, next purchase. And then Forma Cars out in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Mr. Chris Relia uh, creates some pretty cool replica cars um, such as Cobras, old 80s Cobras, 70s Cobras, whatnot, um, does all of the build by laser design and laser cutting of the, the doors and the pieces and the panels, whatnot, it's pretty cool. And then last but not least, always from the back tees and YouTube boys, thank you for creating such a fun atmosphere and uh, looking forward to more in the future. Awesome. And uh, some unfortunate news talking about in the second half. Team USA had beat Team Canada. Reed, I know you must have watched it. Nolan, there's no chance you watched it. Don't act like you know what's going on on the ice. I'm diehard youth hockey fan. <laughs> Junior Nationals. I mean, it was an no. embarrassing performance. No. They didn't have like 10 first round picks. But not even, not even the score. Like, just going into the World Juniors. For those of you listening, the World Juniors, if you don't, are uh, 20 and younger. Or is it 19 and younger, Zach? Uh, 20. 20 and younger, yeah. Uh, kids that play um, hockey all around the world and they represent their countries. And a lot of them in, in Canada for the Canadian team and the U.S. team come from the major junior leagues up in Canada and part of the Northwest U.S. or the uh, Boston Universities, Notre Dame University hockey programs of the world. And for yours truly, the Americans did shut out the Canadians in the gold final. Tragic. You know, you know, the U.S. has the best, better record and a better medal record in the in the World Juniors, and Canada does in like the last ten years. I know it's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, one thing, the goalie for Canada, that Devin Levi, he lives right near me in Montreal. Well, you like came out of nowhere, and then. But they sucked. They sucked in the finals. I'm a big Habs fan. That top Habs prospect, he sucked. He was like the reason for one of the goals. <laughs> Which one's a Habs prospect? Uh, Caden Gooley. 
Okay. But also Cole Caulfield on all on the yeah. US. Good. He should be good. But yeah, yeah. big W for the US. I'm happy we didn't bet on it because can't afford to lose. So where were both the goaltenders going? Like where Isn't... where are they going in the NHL? We, it wasn't each the U.S. and the Canadian goaltender going to the NHL. Yeah, they both on. Yeah. One's on Florida. Yeah, the backup. Uh, I backup for some team. reason I wanted to say I heard something about they were both going to the same team or I think something. They were like, both going to Florida. So the goalie for Canada yeah. is Devin Levi. He sort of came out of nowhere. He played like not low level, but not like major junior, and he wasn't invited to the camp, and he like made his way on. Wow. I know um, there's a goaltender uh, here. I'm in Muckleteal, Washington right now. There's a little town called Everett, uh, just north of Seattle. And it's part of the WHL, and the goaltender for that team uh, that's in the WHL was playing on Team USA, I think, as the backup goaltender. Oh, wow. Nice. Small world. It's cool to see those guys. You know, that's their time to shine, too. I mean – not a lot of this world pays attention to major junior hockey, but I, I know I do. I know there's there's the select group that do, but it's fun for them to be at a world stage. I know when there is fans there, it can get pretty wild, especially with it, when it is in Canada. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. I know, I know 7 million people tune in to watch it in Canada. Right. Yeah, I believe it. So uh, going to our last little segment here. Well, first we want to we wanna talk about do we want to do nicknames or do we not got any nicknames? Well, I got, I got, I got one great one. S squared, struggling speef. Okay, we're going <laughs> to you, not Reed, because you're the only one who got a nickname, and me and Nolan are very concerned we're going to get canceled if we give out a nickname. <laughs> I, I, yeah, thinking of one, um, and it was because I, you just spurred it right out of me right now, and because you said S squared, and I was like, oh, maybe it's Scotty Scheffler. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll think of a nickname for Scotty Scheffler. And we got to do something. I mean, he's got to have, like, a chef name there, like Chef Scotty or something like that, like Chef Curry, right, Steph Curry. Um, so I'm, I'm working on it. But Chef, on it. Chef Scotty right now. I want a nickname for, like, Matsuyama, but I'm for sure going to get canceled. So I'm definitely chef- sure on that. What about what about a little uh, a little chef chef? Chef chef, chef Swedish chef. <laughs> Swedish would be much better, right? Oh hell! But I wanted to. Uh, I know Reed, you you probably came up with some fact for Hawaii. So we were just talking about the event. So we got to stay a little on schedule here. Yeah, dude, this one's fucking. I never knew this. But I mean, I shouldn't say I never knew it. I. Maybe knew it a long time ago, but I completely forgot about it. And when I saw it, I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrange it into a trivia question for you, or for a multiple choice question. How many letters are in the Hawaiian alphabet? Oh, jeez. A, 10. B, 12. C, 18. Or D, 31. Oh, I should have known this. Jeez. I wonder if they most of Hawaii is Huma Nuka Nuka Apua. Yeah. 10, 12, 18, 31. 
I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to go with twelve. What are you going with, Zach? Ten. It is twelve. Oh. <laughs> the letter A E I O U H K L M N P and W. Oh, I thought you were going to say aren't part of it. I was going to say, aren't those all the vowels? <laughs> no, that, that, that is all the uh, – there's no Y, there's no Z. They don't believe in those X's and T's and, and C's and D's, man. Just keep it simple. Don't blame them, man. I mean, yeah, if you can, if you can communicate with less letters, I am all for that. That's like the episode of The Office. Have you seen that one where Kevin yeah. to communicate using the least amount of words possible? I have one more thing that's that's really interesting, actually. So Honolulu is the largest city in the world when you take the border's length into account. So if you take the border of the city of Honolulu, it's the longest city in the world. It's 1,500 miles long. And the reason of that is because any island in the water that's not named it's automatically belongs to the city of Honolulu. What the heck? That's a good trivia question there. How crazy is that? Oh, yeah. I like that. That's one. wild. That's wild because I just learned to – maybe like last week, I read uh, that book called Astro Ball about the Houston Astros and how much they suck. Anyway, um talked about how houston is so freaking big you can drive from the southwest corner to the northeast corner and it'll take you like an hour it, oh, I, like, without traffic <laughs> i believe yeah uh, that's a good one too nolan we know you got a tiger fact we're gonna have a pretty short episode obviously like we said not too much golf but Hopefully some exciting stuff happens this week because we need some good content. Yeah, I was racking my brain on what I could find for Tiger this week. and I've got a couple stored away, but um, in my findings, I just stumbled across, you know, all the career money that Tiger Woods has won, the ridiculous amounts of money that he's swimming in, and half of it's not even from golf anyway. but. If you look at his like official um, seasons, he's um, played only like 23 official. There's like in 2016 and 17, he didn't even play. So we don't really count those. Um, but let's take a guess at of those 23 seasons. Um, how many times he's been in the top 10 in money for that year? Money or points? Money. Money? 18? Yeah, I mean, it's damn close to that. I'm going to say three seasons. There's a recent four seasons. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. Like, I'm going to say 16. I'm going to say – I'm going to take the over. I'm taking 19. I think 16 was spot on. Nolan you reacted. should have taken 16. No! Really. I knew it. 16 out of 23 seasons, he's been in the top 10. And 15, 15 of those, he was in the top five. Wow. I'm actually sort of surprised it is that low, in a way. I yeah, I mean. I thought it might have been higher. He's had so many injuries, man, where it's just like he didn't even, like, 
play. Okay, 96, he only played – his rookie season, he only played 11 times. Right. He made 10 cuts, though. Um, when he played that, like two events, you think he'd win. What's that? He play, you think if he played like two events, he would have been on the top 10 in money. I know he he won two times in '96 and was uh, I don't know, didn't it? No, I don't know. That's 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 very odd that he made. I guess they just played a lot of tournaments because he won twice and made ten out of eleven cuts and was twenty fourth on the money list. Um, but I mean, he's had a couple seasons where it was just bad and. 2010, he only played 12 times. 2011, he only played nine times. Uh, 2014, seven times. 2015, 11 times. Um, and then the past two seasons, he's finished outside the top 10. Um, just not playing enough, really. He's, he's not quite the Charlie three sticks anymore where he's playing 25 tournaments. No, fair. Yeah. He's always good for a good tweet about him. You know, you need those likes. You tweet about Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll, I think he'll win again, but I don't think that it'll be steady like it once was. Yeah, I mean, he's he's won in 2018, 2019, 2020. So, just keep winning once a year and keep the fans happy and keep us wanting more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll see. But thank you guys so much for listening to the uh, first episode of 2021 of the From the Back Tees podcast. We're in for an exciting year. I mean, this thing's been growing. We keep getting feedback from you guys on Twitter. Appreciate it. We're going to have to open it up to some fan questions. We haven't done that in a while. But thanks so much, guys, for listening. And we hope you enjoy, and we'll see you guys again next week. All right, boys. Talk soon.